Our thoughts are more important than we could ever have imagined. They define and organize our experiences. They help us learn. They help us reflect. They help us plan. They help us create. Our thoughts are endless. I'm Lisa Thompson. Please join me as we explore the enormous power of our minds. This is podcast four, Thoughts Are an Inside Job. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited to share today's podcast, and it's always so good to be with you. I'd like to start off with a quote. It's Henry Ford. He said, whether you think you can or cannot, you're right. Such a simple statement and so true. I think our brains are so fascinating. Just the process of being able to recall or remember things is so amazing to me. The fact that our brains can be creative and we can learn and we can retain knowledge, right? Our brains are so incredible. But as remarkable as our brains are, our brains are also interpreters in that they decode our thoughts And they try to make meaning out of circumstances. And this is where I think it gets a little tricky. Now, I once saw a documentary where an accident was staged. The researcher put about 12 people on the street corner to witness it. He then brought the people back to his office and privately asked them all the same questions about the accident. And guess what? He got different answers. So the big question here was why? Why is it you can have several people witness the same accident, yet they experience and interpret it differently? The researcher wondered, was it due to our individual learning capabilities, our memories or expectations? It's simply boiled down to a person's brain interpreting or unraveling a circumstance differently, all based on thoughts. Your thoughts decipher the circumstance. It pulled from past experience or our beliefs in most cases. Now, neuroscientists, they've proven that repetitive thoughts, the things that we think over and over, form stronger neural pathways in our brain than just passing thoughts. So if you are thinking negative negative thoughts over and over, they tend to take over. Now, this is how I visualize it. Let's say your brain looks like a huge board that has lots of holes in it. And let's call it your connector board. And then let's divide it in half, one half for positive thoughts and the other for negative thoughts. Are you with me? Now, every time you have a thought, a wire gets plugged into your connector board, either on the positive or the negative side, depending on your thought. Now, when we repeat the same negative thoughts over and over, we are causing that half of our connector board to get really heavy. And it starts getting so heavy that our connector board starts to lean and gets out of balance. But guess what? Our bodies are so amazing. They have a safety valve for this. Our brains release a chemical called endorphins. And endorphins 
They're the fix-it guys. They rush into our connector board and they try to fix the imbalance. Their sole purpose is to help ease our emotions. Endorphins are meant to make us feel better. And so they start pulling out some of those wires. But if we have not stored up enough endorphins and we're low on endorphins, that side of our connector board is just going to get stuck. There are just too many negative thoughts and not enough endorphins that can do their job to get us back to balance. Now, the weight of our connector board continues to lean, feeling heavier and heavier, and then we start to get headaches or feel anxiety or stress and have sleeping problems. And sometimes this is the start of addictions. Since we don't have enough endorphins, some people turn to other substances. So how do we increase this natural chemical that our body makes? We start by building the positive side of our connector board with happy thoughts, happy memories, a beautiful scenery, and it takes practice. But in the meantime, while trying to fill our minds with these these thoughts, I was reading an article on well-mindedness, and they suggested several things to increase those natural endorphins. And I think you're gonna like most of these. This is my favorite, number one eat some dark chocolate. And it doesn't take much, and it can't be milk chocolate. The darker chocolate, the better. But if you don't like chocolate, how about exercise? When someone is feeling blue, this is often prescribed by professionals. Or perhaps you might like eating spicy foods. This might be worth a try, but if you're not into spicy foods, how about creating or listening to uplifting music, especially something that speaks to your heart? and then throw in a little dancing, or creating art, or laughing, or doing volunteer work, or kind acts of service. I like those. Now, I'd like to share this story about a remarkable man. You might have heard of him. His name is Viktor Frankl. In 1942, Frankl and his wife and his parents and brother were arrested during World War II for being Jewish. They were sent to concentration camps. Over the next three years, Frankel was moved to four different camps, including Auschwitz, without his family. In fact, he never saw his family again. He'd learned after the war that they had all died. Now, while he was in these camps, Frankel tried to help other inmates who were facing severe depression. And what he did was this. He helped encourage them to reflect on positive memories, reflect on positive scenes, and create positive thoughts. From his experiences in these camps, he developed and specialized in psychotherapy. Now, after living in what Frankel described dehumanizing and atrocious conditions, he believed that life still had meaning and that suffering had a purpose. He believed that a person could escape through their spiritual self as a means to survive during um, unbearable conditions. Now, the spiritual self doesn't necessarily mean religious. It means the emotional side or believing side of a person. 
This demonstrated just how powerful our minds and thoughts really are. From this, Frankel received medical and Ph. De degrees in psychiatry, focusing on suicide and depression. And he also wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning that detailed the perspective of living through these horrible ordeals in the concentration camps. Now, in his book, he outlines three stages of adapting to life in a concentration camp. But I believe his findings are applicable to many of us today. So Frankel says, the most important thing is to find meaning in everyday moments. Just doing this, he said, can enable trauma survivors to avoid bitterness from prolonged suffering. He believed that meaning can be found through three things, through creativity and work, through human interaction and experience, and by the manner or the approach in which we respond to suffering. Now, he went on to publish more books, and he received dozens of honorary disease, er, degrees, and he lectured all around the world and served as a guest professor at Harvard. Now, I believe wholeheartedly that each of us possess the power to make whatever circumstance we face into a more positive meaning. If Mr. Frankel and others could do these things, I'm convinced that I can and you can. Now, I think most of us are just in the habit of going to negative thoughts about ourselves and others, sometimes without realizing it. And this prevents us that opportunity to search for meaning because we get stuck, we get stressed, and we're out of control. Now, some of you might be wondering, but how do I do that? How do I get control? I want to break the cycle of negativity, negativity and I just don't know how. It's not an overnight process, but I believe it's very doable. It's just like exercise for our physical bodies. It takes consistent effort and it won't always be perfect, but if we're willing, I believe we can train our brains and we can accomplish great results. Now, I know this from personal experience and I've seen it in others that we have that power from within because our thoughts are truly an inside job. I believe we can accomplish anything we want if we are willing to put the effort into it. Effort means not giving up. Now, I hope something I've said has sparked something and got you thinking. I hope you are realizing just how powerful your thoughts really are. Now, if you are in need of some personal coaching, contact me at thoughtsreallymatter at gmail.com. I hope you have a great day. I'm Lisa Thompson. Until next time.